everyone. Welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. This is Marilyn Aloria, psychic medium, teacher, founder of Membership for Your Soul and Soul Finder Academy. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what I've done in the past, and I want to explain why. And I'm really hoping that through my storytelling today, there will be some really incredible techniques and tools that I can offer up to you in terms of relationship building, communication, how your guides can support you, especially when you may be having a difficult time in your life. So I'm going to do what a therapist said I did to him once. He said, you basically came in here and threw up on me. Now, isn't that what therapy is about? I don't know. But I may come in here and I may actually throw up on you by being really vulnerable and sharing. And um, I'm coming from a place of love, but there's also a lot of difficulty, um, some big, huge things that are happening right now in my life. And normally I like to write out an outline for the podcast, but I ran out of time because of some of the things that are happening in my life, some decisions I have to make and communication I have to have with people. So I'm going to take you down a recent thing that's happening. And while I'm, I usually, I wait until I get through something before I share my stories, but you're going to go on this journey with me today. How do you like that? So I was in a master's retreat. That's my mastermind that I'm part of uh, with my coaches this past weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And it was really, really good. I think paid communities are in a great way of finding support. I find that when you do um, a lot of free communities, you don't get the commitment level that you need that you will get in a paid community, which is why I offer certain um, communities myself, like Membership for Your Soul and Soul Finder Academy, because they're, uh, people are investing to be in there and I'm invested in them and um, we're all invested in each other. And the community is very solid because of that. It just seems to be a very supportive community, a very loving community, and it helps you. And people are there for like-minded reasons. They're not just there because it's something that they just want to go into and check it out. They're in there because they're invested in change and growth. So I was in my retreat this weekend with my uh, group that I'm part of. And uh, I think it was Saturday morning, I woke up with a huge realization. And I remembered when I was in the Olympics, I worked at the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. And on the last day of um the Olympics, they were striking. I was working volleyball. They were striking the um, venue. And I was having pretty much a nervous breakdown. And I was crying because some really big things happened um, the night before. I broke up my boyfriend. I got really drunk. There was just a lot of stuff going on. I wasn't speaking to my family. Um, and here I was in Atlanta. And there was just so much that went on in Atlanta with the bombing and just a lot that went on. And I, about eight o'clock in the morning, I was up because I had to go and strike the set. And there were all these like trailers on the compound. And I would sit in trailer number one. And this is like, we didn't really have cell phones. Like I had a big clunky cell phone at that point. It was 1996. But I was on the phone with my friends and I was calling them because I was losing it. And I did not stop crying. So the, I would be in the trailer. I'd be on the phone with my friends. And then the guy would come knock on the door and be like, all right, we got to strike this trailer. So I'd leave, I'd go, okay, I'll call you right back. I'd go into trailer number two, I'd get on the phone and I'd be crying my eyes out and talking to somebody and then they'd knock on the door and they'd go, okay, we got to strike this trailer now. And then I'd go into trailer number three and I'd call someone else and I'd get on the phone and just cry, 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 cry. And that went on until they struck the venue and then I had a little cell phone with me, a big cell phone, clunky thing, and I'd talk to somebody on the way to the hotel and then I was in the hotel having a break, you know, I was just completely breaking down. 
And I literally stayed on the phone with people from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning because I had people all over the country that I could call. And I made a personal decision that when the next day I was leaving for New York, I was not going to go back the same way I left. I made a commitment to myself to change my life completely. And I did. I changed everything. So I sat this past Saturday morning thinking about that time in my life and how committed I was to change and how I took personal responsibility for that change. It wasn't waiting for external circumstances to happen. It was, what am I going to do? What commitments am I going to make to my life? What am I going to stop doing in order to create great change in my life? And I shared that on the call that morning in my mastermind. And I'm not a crier. I'm not a big crier. And I started crying a little bit and I was very vulnerable. And I was like, I need big change in my life. And I'm committed to this change. And we, you know, everybody was very supportive. It was wonderful. We went through the day. Um, and then at the end of the day, you always talk about your takeaways. And I was like, well, I'm still a little confused. I'm not really sure. But I know the confusion is great. And I know that I have the resources and the tools and the techniques to get me through the confusion. And normally when I leave a group and I speak to all you sensitives out there, we don't experience things one-dimensional. And what I mean by that is we are multi-sensory people. We go through life experiencing things on many different levels. It's a multi-dimensional conversation, no matter how aware you are of your gifts or not. Um, a brief example uh, is... Just on Sunday, I think I was driving somewhere and I saw this elderly man struggling up the street and I just looked at him and his whole image was just so vivid for me and I just started crying. That's the way I experience life sometimes. And I'm okay. I'm like, oh yeah, I just feel him and then I can pull away from it. It's not like I'm a crying mess. I'm driving down the street or whatever it is. I just feel feel so much for that particular person. That's an empath, right? But I know how to experience, I know how to deal with that. So we experience things very multidimensional, which means that it's not just a linear conversation. It's a conversation with all different levels, like our psychological, our emotional, our spiritual. Uh, there's just so much there. And I think a lot of you know what I'm talking about, because when I mention this to my students, they know what I'm talking about. So uh, Saturday night, I pretty much had a breakdown. And I don't cry a lot. I'm not a big crier. It's not something, it's not because I used to be a crier. It's because I see the world different. I understand the world differently. I have a different perspective. But that night, it just got to me, everything. And I just, I bawled my eyes out and um, was really questioning what's going on. You know, what, what do I need to change? What, what's going on in my life? And um, got into prayer with my guides and God and Jesus and everything that I pray to. And then I went to sleep. And the next morning I woke up and I felt really good that I cried. And normally I would like be like, oh, you were a mess. And I didn't feel that way at all. I was like, good for you for releasing. But still lacked full on clarity of what I needed to do, where I needed to go and all of that. So Sunday I had my day and... um I played tennis and it was a pretty decent day. And then Monday, and no matter when you're listening to this, doesn't matter. It was a, my birthday. It was a big day. And I woke up in the morning, um, not really feeling great. You know, you have some of those birthdays where it's like, ugh, what are we doing? And it's, you know, COVID and it's so many things. And I journaled like I always do, took the dogs for a long walk. And I got into a channel session with my guides. 
Um, I'm forgetting something, which I'm just, I'm just going to let this roll today, guys. So just be with me. The night before my birthday, I woke up at two in the morning, which when your guides do that, they're waking you up to get you to learn something. You're not spending time during the day learning it because you're too busy. And I'm always so friggin' busy running from one thing to another that they'll wake me up at 2am and they'll be like, okay, pay attention. And I got up and I did a channel session. And they said to me, you need to invite the divine into your life. You need to invite us into every part of your life, every moment of your life. And what I noticed through the channel session is when you're channeling, you're raising your vibration, they're lowering their vibration, and you're meeting in this beautiful dimension, and you're having a conversation. And during the evening, I was having that beautiful conversation in the dimension. And then I came back into my body because I was experiencing stuff in my physical space that felt uncomfortable. And I was like, what's going on? You know, those moments when you're meditating and channeling and you feel an energy and then you open your eyes and you're like, what's in that doorway? You know, that kind of a moment. And um, I started working with the energy in my room to clear it out so that nothing was being invited in that I didn't want in. And my guide said, you need to invite the divine in at every moment. We're bringing you into the physical moment right now because you know that you can communicate with us at every moment in your life, but you need to invite us in. You need to ask us to come in and join you so that we can be together. Now, I'm in constant communication, but this was a whole lo- another level they were introducing me to. How to invite the divine in, how to invite them in in every moment to find what we need who in the moment to get better and to heal. So Monday, again, I told you I woke up, I did my channel session. It was beautiful and everything, but I was still struggling emotionally. You know those days. And I don't run from my emotions. I lean into them. I felt like I was falling apart, coming apart at the seams, but I did not run away. And I went to an appointment that I had. I did a self-care appointment and I realized I needed human connection and that helped. And then I left that appointment and I called a friend of mine, Dana Middleton. She's a EFT tapper, wonderful person. And we had a conversation and then I called one of my closest friends, Brooke, and had a conversation with her. Didn't want to talk to a lot of people on my birthday. I got some beautiful texts, beautiful messages. It was wonderful. My neighbors sent me flowers. I mean, what nice neighbors, gorgeous. My coaches sent me chocolate covered strawberries, beautiful, but still I just needed to be with me. And I'm sharing all of this for a reason. And then at night, my mother went into the hospital. And um, I'm going through this now as I'm sharing this with all of you, because I want you to see what I do when something difficult happens. Now, I'm not going to get into the specifics of the experience that I'm going through, because there are other people's lives that are participating in it. And I don't feel comfortable revealing yet those stories because I would be revealing their vulnerability, their what's going on. But what I want to share with you is when things like this happen, it brings a lot of trigger points in my family relationships. And these triggers, and you know what I'm talking about, because you may have a relationship in your life that they say something and it could trigger you like nobody's business. And so that was starting to rear its head last night. And I pulled away and I was like, "Mm, not doing that, not doing that. And I've been doing this for a while when it comes to certain family relationships where I've been stepping into observation and not going into the trigger places. So I'm reacting. And I 
got into bed last night and the texts were going on, you know, and the triggers were there. And I called one of my brothers and had a long conversation with him. Um, and my brothers and I, we are so different, so different. They don't really approve of who I am and what I do or accept who I am and what I do. But I've gotten to a place in my life where I really love them. And I, under- I understand that they can't accept and approve who I am, but it doesn't mean I don't have to love them for who they are. And one brother and I, I feel like we've kind of come to a comfortable place with it where we're both different, but we kind of respect each other and we're able to have conversations in the realms that are comfortable for us so that we're not into a conversation that, you know, at least it's been an unspoken thing. But this is what I share with all of you. So a conversation came in again, a trigger point that was really strong. And I went to sleep and I woke up this morning and I did the tools again that I needed to do. I journaled. And spirit, this is something I teach people. I paused. So my brother, one of my brothers sent me a text, the trigger point brother. And I read the text. And I'm a verbal written processor. And I texted, but I didn't send it. I journaled quite a bit. I went into meditation, talked with my guides, went for a walk in nature. Not a lot of it. It didn't take a really long time. I was getting grounded and more and more grounded. And I wrote in between the channel session and the walk in nature, I I wrote an email, but I didn't send it. Normally, I I am miss, I am can be reactive, man. I can like say my piece. I didn't do any of that. And I was like, I stood back and I said, all right, don't send the email yet. Went for the walk, took a shower, and then sat down and wrote the email from a place of neutrality, love, but also power and strength and boundaries. And I sent the email and it felt so good because throughout my entire life, there's been a battle in my family unit of me feeling like I need to stand in my power of who I am and to be seen and heard. At 13 years old, I had decided to stop speaking in my family. So what that looked like is I'd be at the family dinner table. I really wouldn't offer an opinion because I didn't feel it was respected. Now, granted, they may have different experiences of who I was at that point. So I'm not saying they are wrong. They did this. They did that. I'm telling you about my experience. My experience at that dinner table was it wasn't safe to speak. It wasn't safe to share my opinion because it was just knocked down. So why bother? And that throughout my life and as an adult became part of who I was. And there was always a lot of opinions thrown at me about how I should live and how I should be and who I should be. So much so that during that time in Atlanta, which I started this story, I stopped speaking to my family. I didn't go to my brother's wedding. I just stopped speaking to them. And that day in Atlanta, I was speaking to that one brother who I mentioned, we do have a respectability with each other. And he had called me. He was the only one I was speaking to. And he said, look, mommy reached out to me. It must have been the bombing, I think, that set her off. That's my mother. And she wants to go to therapy with you. So that was one of those initiating moments that was a full-on change that I was like, yes. And this is two years without speaking to her. And I was very, very close to my mother. And I told my brother, yes, I would do that. And um, so here I am again, 
many years later. And it's funny how those stories rear up again. And I'm just connecting it now as I'm talking to you. That's why I said, I couldn't outline this podcast. I kind of needed to just share this story with you and have you go on this journey with me because I'm in it now. And I'm, and I can see something magical happening. I could feel it, but I'm in it. And I'm like, I'm not really sure, but this is all part of it. So that deep, deep prayer I did Saturday night, asking for clarity, asking for help, asking to make major changes. Well, they're showing it to me now, but we never know what that looks like. We're expecting it to be rainbows and unicorns and puppies, but it's usually a a difficult experience of what we may think is a difficult experience that's asking us to come forward in our power, in our voice, in our being, to stand in who we really are and to have our own backs and to love ourselves. But you don't see it when you're in it. So when I, right before I did this podcast, I was in the shower and I was like getting the email in me and thinking about it. I was like, oh my goodness, I got to share this with my community. They need to see how this works. It's not all clean. It's not all tied up in a bow. But if you connect all the dots, remember we talked about synchronicity in another podcast. And if you go back there, this is one of those moments. I asked for committed change in my life. I asked to make a change. And I'm not getting to the end yet, which I'm going to. And I prayed for it. And I didn't know how that would look. And I walked through the feelings of muck and uncomfortability. You know, sometimes I wonder, I put this podcast under comedy. There's no freaking comedy in it. I'm going to find the comedy. Sometimes I'm funny. And now here I am in that moment. So I uh, wrote a very powerful, strong, beautiful, loving email and sent it, like I said. And I didn't send it. I sent it with a solution, an idea. You know, why don't we get together with a mediator, a therapist, and help have them help us communicate? Because I love you. And this is, I'm saying this to somebody who is can really push my buttons. And I meant it. I love you. I deeply care about you. I care about our relationship and our communication. Let's do this. Now, I don't know how that's going to be met. And I don't know how my email is going to be responded to because in the past, it hasn't been responded to very well before. It's been ignored or whatever it is. I didn't do it for anybody else. I did it for myself. I needed to stand in the power of my being and who I am. And I needed to have my voice, even though it may not be heard, it doesn't matter to me because I'm standing in my voice. So I sent that email and I even sent it from my business name. I have a different name. Marilyn Aloria is different than my birth name. Aloria comes from my grandmother. It was her last name. And uh, I didn't send it from my birth name to them. And that was a conscious choice to send it from my business name, a business that they don't necessarily approve of because I'm standing in the power of who I am, my identity. And I do hope, well, this is what I feel. It's in God's hands now. It's in my guide's hands. It's in spirit's hands. And all I know is that this was a conversation I've been needing to have for many, many, many years, but couldn't find the words. Didn't know this was the conversation I needed to have because I was so triggered all the time. And when I started pulling myself away from the triggers and stopped feeling guilty and stopped feeling like 
there's nothing I can do. It is what it is. This is the same cycle. Here we are again. I got out of all of that. Got into my conversation with spirit. Got into my conversation with my soul. Paused. Teach this all the time, especially in Soul Finder Academy. How to pause. Get clear on your feelings. How do you feel? What is it that you really need to say? How can you say it from a place of love? And then say it. And it's such a clean way to to be in a relationship and to walk away. So I don't know what will happen, um, but I feel good. I feel powerful. I feel strong. I also feel part of this conversation is about me going back east to the east coast and I'm on the west coast. And I've been playing around with that idea, but I was very didn't want to do it because there, see, I'm not giving into the whole full story, but there are experiences that I'm not willing to open up into my life again. I'm not willing to invite in. And I was able to verbalize that in an email and able to verbalize that to myself. What do I need? What is going to support me? What's going to take care of me? And it reminds me of um, this woman, Shamin, that I worked with, Shamin Bernard. She's a spiritual advisor and I was working with her um, during a time and I was in, I was bookkeeping for this woman and the, I think I shared this story, but if I didn't forgive me, I share a lot of stories in my communities. But anyway, I was working as a bookkeeper and there was a new assistant and she was the, she was actually an accountant that became an assistant. And I could tell from day one that this girl had issues with me, big time issues with me but nobody was seeing it. You know, those people, right? We talked about this in another episode. So go listen to those episodes, man, go binge them. When you know something about someone and everybody's like, she's great. I'm like, oh no, she's freaking crazy. There is something so wrong with this girl. And she was attacking me, man. She was attacking me, turning everybody against me. And I was working with Shimin and I was like, she is being a freaking bitch. And Shimin was like, I was like, this is wrong. It's totally wrong what she's doing. Look at what she's doing to me. And Shimin was like, it's not for you to judge whether she's right or wrong. It's just who she is. You just need to figure out what's okay for you. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? I was so pissed. I'd leave those uh, sessions like, are you out of your mind? She's so blatantly wrong. Like, I can't remember the specifics, but anybody, like if you were talking about it, you'd be like, yeah, that was wrong. But Shimin was teaching me how not to get into what's somebody else's right or wrongs. Has, it's none of my business. What my business is, is, is it okay for me? Or is it not okay for me? How do I ma- maintain my self-respect in this moment? Another therapist taught me that. What I'm, what I'm showing you is how I have gathered everything that I can do in myself because of the help I've gotten along the way, the community I've surrounded myself with and the support besides the spiritual community and the tools and the techniques I've used. So I finally got to a place where I was like, wow, she's right doesn't matter what blah, blah, blah is doing. I won't even give her a name. It matters how I feel. And I was like, you know what? I'm leaving this job. I'm done. I'm not putting up with this. So I gave my resignation and the boss, um, we were friends actually. She had me do her personal books, but took me off the business books. And of course, this girl already brought someone in and they took over the books. And like three months later, I got a call from the new bookkeeper, who was one of the people who has pushed me out telling me all the stuff that was happening to her from this assistant. Same thing happened to me. It was now happening to her. And of course, I was sitting there gloating like nobody's business. I was like, woohoo. And I said, yeah, I know. And she's like, well, we're firing her now. And uh, she's getting fired today. 
And she was just telling me the whole story. I can't, she wanted, I think she needed something for me, which was fine. I was working for the, the boss on her personal books. And I sat in that moment when that phone conversation was over and they fired her that day. And I thought it was such an incredible lesson for me because one, I took care of myself. It didn't matter what she was doing or I got to a point where it didn't matter. Nobody was seeing it. I was seeing it. I wasn't being treated well. And I walked away with my self-respect. I maintained it. I took care of myself. I created a boundary. To me, boundaries are born out of your emotions. Whether somebody can understand your emotional state, if I'm not feeling good about something because of something you're saying, and I respectfully communicate with that to you and you can't receive it, which I did do, then I take care of myself and usually put up a boundary. And a lot of times that's me removing myself from the situation or being like, I'm sorry, if you don't understand it, this is not okay for me. It's not okay to speak to me this way. So um, the thing that, but then it was one of those moments too, you know, those gratifying moments where you get to see, oh, I know Shimin says there's no right or wrongs, but I was right. So what I want to summarize with you, because I've kind of did to you what my therapist said, said to me that I I went into his office, an old therapist, I'm not with him anymore. And he said, I basically threw up in the first day I walked in there, but Hey, isn't that what you do in therapy? I don't know. You basically share everything. I want to take away, I want you to take away from this some really powerful thoughts for yourself. One is we're in a time right now. I don't know when you're listening to this. So you may be spirit knows exactly when everybody's going to listen to something I put out there. So I'm recording this during the time of the second lockdown during COVID, but you may be listening to this at a period in the future, but something difficult may be happening in your life. So no matter what, it's serving its purpose. I trust that. I know that. So as I record this, we're in a really interesting time in our life and a lot of emotions are getting getting kicked up and it's good. So one, I suggest you lean into those emotions. You notice how you feel. You don't make yourself wrong for how you feel. You don't run around reacting and spewing stuff, but you spend time with yourself in those uncomfortable feelings, even if you feel like you're falling apart at the seams. Second, you get surrounded, you get yourself surrounded by people who can support you through transformation, change, expansion, and growth. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I suggest you find a community that can support you through these experiences. Because if I didn't have the communities I have, when I have those moments where I feel like I'm teetering on the edge, even though I have an incredible spiritual team, you need people in the physical to connect with, to help you through. Three, ask yourself, what is the prayer that you've been asking for? What is the change you've been wanting to make? and make the correlation. Why is this happening in your life right now? Why is this trigger point coming in or this difficulty or something hard happening? Even if it's an environmental thing where uh, there's a pandemic going on, it's still affecting everybody on a personal basis in some way, shape, or form. And I have used it for growth. Why is this being presented to you now? What is spirit, the universe, asking you to grow in? You're being asked to stand in your power. You're being asked to stand in your gifts. You're being asked to stand in your voice. You're being asked to stand in your beauty, your soul, your, your amazement, your incredible things. I don't know if you know, um, I think it's Evan Carmichael is his name. I sometimes catch his videos on YouTube. And he said, 
Um, I believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And I went, oh my goodness, that's what I feel about people. That's the way I feel. I believe in people so much more than they sometimes can believe in themselves. Or most of the times, you know, when they come to me and then they learn to believe in themselves. What is spirit asking you to believe in yourself? To finally stand in your truth, the power of your voice. Pause. Take all that in. Take that inventory in. Throw some tools at it. Talk to spirit some more. And then make a shift. Make a change. Make a commitment to yourself to make that change. And take action. Because we are being called to greatness. We are being called to align with our soul. We are being called to live from the light of our being. We are being called to pay attention to our inner voice, our truth, to have our own back. We are being called to all those things. We are being asked to go out in all our glory and all our light. But I don't know who told you that was easy. And and here's the thing that I do. So let's take that away a second because I always ask for it with ease and grace. So when I was in that prayer and asking for commit, um, committed change, I asked for it with ease and grace. And to be honest with you, although these difficult things happen down the, the pike, you know, down, you know, one thing, after, you know, another happened, it has been with ease and grace because I know that I'm in grace during the whole time. I'm with spirit. I'm, I'm being looked after. I'm being watched after. And then I get the inspirations, call this person, go here, do this, write that. And then I do it and I feel more and more and more of the support. We are being called to all of this because we, it's needed. It's needed. Your voice is needed in this world. Your special stamp on this world, no matter what you do, is needed in this world. I think about my neighbor and, and supposedly she's listening. She told me she's listening to my podcast. And I was saying to my team today, it's different than Facebook Lives. People are listening to my podcast that I don't know, and my anonymity is gone. And people might be like, well, Marilyn, you're doing it. I'm like, yeah, but there's still a vulnerability to it. And um, she's this really beautiful, beautiful soul, my neighbor. And she touches people's lives just with a smile, just with talking to them. The two of them do. They take such good care of me. Sending me flowers on my birthday. What a beautiful gesture. So she may not be out there being a, she was actually a teacher of younger kids, you know, nursery school and kindergarten and wow, what a way to spread your love and your joy and your gifts. But what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter how we do it. We do it. She affects both of them do because her husband's the same way. What a beautiful person. They affect the people around them. That's what we're here to do. To bring our beauty, our light, be in it and affect the people around us in a beautiful way and elevate them as we elevate ourselves. So thank you for letting me throw up on you today. Thank you for letting me be in my vulnerability and my journey. Did not know this is not what I wanted to talk about. I still want to continue on with the ghost stories and the the ex-boyfriend who took my bra off who's dead. You know, I want to share those stories, but there seems like there's so much more that spirit just wants me to get out. So I hope that you enjoyed this story. Um, Please rate it, share it, subscribe. That really does help. And uh, thank you so much. I still haven't found a tagline. And I think it would be a really odd tagline to say right now, who can it be now? I don't know. Let's open the door and see. I think what that tagline is about is let's open the door to our life and see what's behind it. 
Thank you so much. And I look forward to sharing more stories and also hearing from you. You can go to info at Meryl, um, no, info at who can it be now podcast.com. Info at who can it be now podcast.com. Send in your questions. Let me tell me what you want to hear about. I'd love to hear it so I could share some more stories. And also, if you are interested in learning more about what I do, you can go to marilynaloria.com or you could go to membershipforyoursoul.com or soulfinderacademy.com. And if you have any questions at all, we are here to answer them. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day or evening whenever you're listening to this. Mm-hmm.